Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today I will speak about Marshall Islands taking action at the International Court of Justice. A Palestinian teacher has won a global teaching prize. A brief history of Labor Day in Victoria. Is Australia becoming a military base of the United States? In alliance with Al-Qaeda, Israel is stealing Syrians' oil. At the International Court of Justice in The Hague from 7th to the 16th of March 2016, the Marshall Islands has been presenting its case against three nuclear weapon armed states, India, Pakistan and the UK, because they have failed to comply with their disarmament obligations. The Marshall Island believe that it is time that nuclear armed states take disarmament seriously. These hearings concern preliminary issues as to whether the cases are suitable for arbitration on the merits. In his opening statement, Ireland's uh, Foreign Minister Tony de Broome said one test in particular called the Bravo test was 1,000 times stronger than the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. From approximately 200 miles away, he said he witnessed this shocking explosion as a nine-year-old child while fishing with his grandfather on the beach. The entire sky turned blood red. This distance from which he witnessed this explosion was approximately equal to the distance between The Hague and Paris. So a significant distance. Marshall Island people continue to bear the horrible effect of these exposures. From 1948 to 1956, the United States exploded 67 nuclear weapons test explosions over the Marshall Islands, a tiny nation in the South Pacific. During this period, the equivalent of 1.7 Hiroshima-sized bombs were exploded daily. Several islands vanished. Others will remain uninhabitable for thousands of years. Many people died. Babies were born with birth defects never seen before. And residents of the islands are still battling with cancers and other radiation-related diseases. The Marshall Islands challenges that the nuclear-armed nations are in violation of their obligation to disarm under Article 6 of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and customary international law. In April 2014, the Marshall Islands filed lawsuits against all nine nuclear-armed states. Unfortunately, the United States, Russia, China, France, Israel and North Korea do not accept 
accept the compulsory jurisdiction of the International Court of Justice and are ignoring the cases brought against them. The International Court of Justice is the judicial branch of the United Nations. It is the highest, most prominent court in the world on the question of international law. A Palestinian teacher has won a global teaching prize. A Palestinian teacher has won 707,000 euro global teaching prize. Hannah Al-Hirud grew up in a Palestinian refugee camp and now is a teacher of refugees herself. She specializes in supporting children who have been traumatized by violence. Ms. Al-Harub told the audience that teachers could change the world. Growing up in a refugee camp near Bethlehem, Ms. Al-Harub now works with refugee students with an approach using play that is aimed at resolving violence and tension. After receiving the award, she said she is proud to be a Palestinian female teacher standing on this stage. She said she will spend the prize money on supporting her students. A brief history of Labor Day in Victoria. We have had a long weekend last week and I hope you have had a great holiday. In the 1800s, Conditions for workers were not great. The rights most Australians take for granted today, such as sick leave, holiday pay, etc., simply did not exist then. Most people worked up to 14 hours a day and had little job security. On March 26, 1856, a meeting was held in the Old Queen's Theatre in Melbourne pushing for labour reforms. A man called Cornish, who was contracted to build Parliament House, resisted the move. According to the State Library of Victoria, on April 21, 1856, a group of stonemasons led by James Stevens walked off the job at Melbourne University. They marched to the Belvedere Hotel in Fitzroy, with other stonemasons joining them along the way. They ended the march with a banquet at the hotel. Later, talks with employers led to a peaceful agreement that stonemasons would work eight hours for the same wages as they previously were paid for ten hours. The success of the campaign was celebrated on May 12, 1856, with a march from Carlton Gardens to Cremorne Gardens in Richmond, followed by dinner, speeches, games, festivities and fireworks. According to the Victorian Trades Hall, the eight-hour banner first used on that day was made by Caroline Elizabeth and Isabella Vine. It read, eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, eight hours rest. Known as the Eight Hours Procession, the march became a major event in Melbourne. It became a paid public holiday in 1879. In 1934, the holiday was renamed Labor Day. The last Labor Day parade was held in 1951 and in 1955. It was replaced by the Melbourne Mumba Festival Parade. Is Australia becoming a military base of the United States? 
The news that Australia and the US are engaged in talks about stationing B-1 and B-52 bombers in northern region, Australian peace groups have consistently promoted an independent and peaceful Australia. But what we are seeing is a chain of events through which Australia is losing its independence and becoming more closely entangled within the US military machine, allowing the US to station long-range bombers capable of carrying nuclear weapons on our territory, enforces the deputy sheriff status to our neighboring countries. Australia has also been encouraged by the US to join them in freedom of navigation operations in the South China Sea when there is no indication of any impediment to shipping movements in the area. China claims almost all of the South China Sea. But Brunei, Malaysia, the Philippines, Taiwan and Vietnam have overlapping claims. In the past, these countries have worked together through the UN to solve their territorial disputes. Australians should be alert and alarmed at these developments, which carry an increasing risk of war with China. Australians want to live in a peaceful, independent and secure nation. But these recent events show that we are headed in the opposite direction. The Temple government needs to stand up for Australian peace and independence and reject the proposal to station US B-1 and B-52 bombers here and say no to provocative acts in the South China Sea. In alliance with Al-Qaeda, Israel is stealing Syrians' oil. Israel is moving forward with plans to drill for oil in the occupied Golan Heights, despite warnings that the move violates international law. For the last year, AFEC, an Israeli subsidiary of the U.S. firm Jenny Energy, has undertaken drilling in the Golan. AFEC believes there is a vast reservoir of oil under Syria Golan that could supply all of Israeli's energy needs. In September 2015, AFEC announced... It had discovered its first oil reservoir at one of the sites where it had been drilling. Last month, the company was granted to go ahead to conduct more drilling in the Golan by the Israeli authorities. In response, Palestinian legal rights groups, the Arab Human Rights Center in the Golan Heights, wrote to Yuval Steinitz, Israeli's infrastructure minister, demanding that the drilling permits be withdrawn. In 1967, Israel occupied Syria's Golan Heights, expelling most of the Syrian population, according to a 2010 investigation by the Tel Aviv newspaper Haaretz. 130,000 Syrians were driven out and most of the Golan's 200 villages destroyed. Today, 22,000 Syrians belonging to the Druze minority community remain within a similar number of Jewish settlers. The settlers are spread out across 30 settlements, all of which are illegal under international law. 
In 1981, Israel formally occupied the territory, but governments around the world, including the United States, considered that occupation null and void. In 2006, the United Nations General Assembly passed a resolution that reaffirmed what it called the undeniable rights of the Arab population in the Golan over its natural resources. The chairperson of AFEC is Effie Atom, a far-right former politician and military general who is an Israeli settler in the Golan. Atom has previously ordered the beating of Palestinians, some of whom have died as a result. The members of the Strategic Advisory Board of AFEC's parent company included Dick Cheney, the former U.S. Vice President, the media tycoon Rupert Murdoch, and Larry Summers, the former Secretary of the U.S. Treasury. The last year has seen Israel attempt to intensify its grip on the Golan Heights while Syria is consumed by bloodshed and war. Israel has offered significant financial incentives to its Jewish citizens to settle in the Golan. Politicians have sought the world's recognition of its annexation of the occupied territory. Last summer, Israeli's education minister Naftali Bennett, who leads the far-right Jewish Home Party, called on the entire world to recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Since 2011, President Bashar al-Assad has defended his rule against rebel factions, including Islamic State and affiliates of Al-Qaeda. Israel has assisted the opposition to Assad by attacking areas under his forces' control and providing assistance to Syrian opposition forces. Now, just another reminder about our activity to celebrate the life and achievements of John Ellis, which is being held on April 3rd, 2016. For over 57 years since the formation of the CICD, John has been part of our active campaign for peace and nuclear disarmament. John's work has documented the anti-war, Aboriginal, Union, refugee and anti-nuclear mining movements and community activism in general. His images are the largest non-government collection of historical significance within the left movement. We invite you to celebrate John's life and his achievements with us. So, on the 3rd of April, please join us to thank John for all his work for the CICD, the Social Justice Movement and Peace Movement. The event will be held on Sunday, the 3rd of April, from 2 to 6 p.m., at the Unitarian Peace Memorial Church, 110 Gray Street, East Melbourne. The Black Mist White Rain Speaking Tour 2016 will be in Melbourne on Tuesday the 5th of April at 6pm and it will be held at the Dill Hall, 26 Terry Street, Melbourne. For further details, email Jem Rommeld on gem at ICANW.com .org.au Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betsen. Looking forward to your company again next week.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.